2: Welcome to Get Real with Dr. Renee. With her extensive experience as a double CEO, therapist, and renowned treatment specialist, Dr. Calvert's approach to recovery and emotional freedom is unique and diverse. Dr. Calvert's innovative and unfiltered perspective sheds light on the importance of being human and encourages guests and listeners to get real. Joined by Bindi Hyde, producer, coach, and founder of Ethical Change Agency, on a mission to spread collective change, understanding that it starts with us. It's time to get real. In this episode, we get real with a special guest panel, including Kate Driscoll, Michael James, and Dr. Steve Iacovelli, with a focus on the purpose of labels, gender expression and identity, what they truly mean, and why we should take notice. Now, uh, many people um, refrain from uh, talking about uh, orientation and gender identity or expression because it feels a bit taboo, um, or because they're afraid of saying the wrong thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now we're here today uh, to help give people the tools and to help make conversations easier and a bit more comfortable, and to educate how to have those conversations. So LGBTQ people do use a variety of terms and ident- to identify themselves, um, but let's always listen and respect those person's self-identified uh, terminologies because it pretty much says who they are. So <clears throat> I'm going to ask the first question and I'm going to start with um, Steve actually because he and I have spoken on this topic previously. I
0: mean, uh, what's
2: important about a label and what's the purpose?
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, as humans, it's as, uh Dr. Calvert will will totally identify. You know, we we like to put things in boxes and put labels on things so we can understand and process them. And and you know, it harkens back to safety and all that good stuff. As, as we as humans, as a species, but I think uh, say, uh, labels do a couple different things. One, it's shortcut for people to at least start to understand who we are. Obviously, we don't want to edge into this the place of stereotypes, uh, but we want, you know, can do some quick shorthand. You know, I'm a white cisgender gay dude. So there's some data in there that I've shared with those who I'm interacting with. Uh, I think it also helps create community and it helps create a bond for those who are alike or it opens those who aren't alike to start to understand and, and explore what are those differences and how how are we similar yet unique to one another.
2: Mm. Did you have any thoughts on that, Kate, about why labels are I so important? uh, Perfect. I mean, I think a major issue for me, um, probably with coming out, uh, I'm a a lesbian, cisgendered woman, um, was that fear of the label, um, which once you get over that hump, you realize, holy crap, I am proud to be a lesbian. Holy crap, I am proud to be in the queer community. And you realize that strength from the community. Um, So I, I couldn't agree more that it does kind of enforce that community. It can be awkward and it's, you find yourself coming out all of the time, but it's something that I think you do get used to (laughs) being in the queer community. And it, 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 I find myself getting stronger every time I do come out.
0: Yeah. So if I could jump in, it's why I chose the gay leadership dude. Cause (laughs) then like the whole coming out thing, I'm done, you know, it's kind of, it's right there (laughs) in the title.
1: Can I, can I jump in there with a question, uh, right off the bat from the way you each both so eloquently identified, I want to let you know that I've been tasked with the, I want to say unwarranted privilege, to be very honest with you, Of, but but it is an honor. It's an unwarranted honor um, that I've been tasked with in my clients and also in my peers coming up to me and knowing all that I have gained, continue to learn and continue to advocate for within the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I will be asked questions as a cisgendered heterosexual woman. For example, what is cisgender? Where did it come from? I've never heard this before. I know what gay is. I know what being a lesbian is. Bisexual is also something I've come to understand. So I really feel like part of labels, right, is to kind of, really understand first and foremost kind of like the the cheat sheet by which we you know we can look at and then discuss how that makes us more inclusionary because our ignorance keeps us on the outside looking in so can we first just identify what those terms mean that you just used
2: and steve's got a slide for that yeah, I mean he
0: is
1: set up
2: with the visual. So. Yeah, yeah, it's like I have it. a doctorate
0: distance learning or something.
1: <laughs> we're about to, we get, we're about to get woke. Let's go.
0: <laughs> no, you know, and and I. I didn't know a lot several years ago until I really, um, I was actually creating a self-paced learning on gender identity and gender expression in the workplace. And this is about 10 years ago when we created this. And um, it was meant for corporate folks to understand what do all these things mean? And so that's where I started trying to understand and be a better trans ally for our trans brothers and sisters. But, you know, we often group all these concepts of, of gender identity, gender expression, physical and sexual orientation, um, attractiveness, you know, a biological sex. We lump them all together wrongly. And, and, and so what we try to do now, because we're much more educated, is to, to understand those differences and nuances. It is absolutely, as I believe everyone here knows in this room, it is absolutely not black and white. None of this is. And, and so, so by kind of dissecting these different pieces and parts, we can get to understand the individual a little bit better. And so um, gender gender um, identity is, you know, my internal understanding of the gender that I uh, that, that I'm uh, identifying with to use the term to see knowledge. So, you know, that can be very different than biological sex, which is what some medical person assigned to us when you know we were we were coming coming out of the womb or whatever that looks like, which whichever way you went, depending on your you know uh, the the birth stuff. Um, but then you have gender expression. So it's it's that physical outwardness that I'm sharing. Sometimes these are all aligned. Sometimes they're not. And that's the difference in nuance that I think a lot of people don't quite get their head around it first. And then you throw in the whole whole attractiveness orientation. Again, completely separate. Um, you know, you have uh, trans folks who transition and they remain with the same partner. So does that mean you know, if I if I was um you know, uh, I was uh, assigned at birth female, I find my authentic self to be a trans man, but I'm still with the same same woman, female partner. What does that mean to my, my sexual orientation? Yeah, it, it goes different things. And so, you know, I think the, you know, and you see graphics like this, you see a lot, of, a lot of different ones, but I think it's a beautiful way to help people start to deconstruct some of these these concepts that we've just thrown together into one big giant bucket and labeled people this or that, or this or that.
1: If I could just interpret that my way, the way I'm hearing it is sex. Yeah. As it says, male, female, or in the, or in the event that we are born with two sexes, mm-hmm. that is something that a medical professional at birth assigns to us. That's our first label ever coming into the world, right? Male, female, for the purposes of brevity, that is what is assigned to us at birth then there is gender identity which is what i as an individual identify with meaning
0: hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news
1: What I, what I see, what I feel when I look at myself. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then there is gender expression, which is how I choose to reveal what I see about myself to others. How I, how I literally express Mm -hmm. what is internal and make it an external process. How I externalize my gender identity and inform you in some way you the public you you the not me who i am right and then so so that's all under i identify as male or female or non-binary which we need to get into what that is correct and then there's so and i'm going to express to you the public what that looks like to me the person who has the identity, okay? I wanna wanna get to a very important psychological point about that because it really has great significance to um, the clients with whom we work and I believe as humans in in general. And then there's something completely separate from that which is our sexual orientation, our sexual identity. So before we get into that, which I feel is almost wholly separate, I really want to, to, to define that separateness especially as I, as a client would, would come to me or as a peer would, would come to me and ask for this, seemingly to a lot of people who are in this world constantly, elementary education, and yet they're they're afraid to ask about those differences, okay? So getting back to gender identity and gender expression, While there are all kinds of ways in which I believe someone can express themselves from the way they dress to literally informing us of what they would like to be called, Mm -hmm. how they would like to be regarded and referred to, um, the most important thing I feel I can impart as a cisgendered person, which means I, my gender identity is consistent for me with the one that a medical professional assigned me at birth. They said, Rane is female. I grew into a young person and now a woman that says, I feel that is consistent with who I am. Um, I do feel like a woman and I therefore express myself as a woman. Now, whatever I say, I am. Regardless of what you see public, my expression of simply stating my identity is where it begins and ends in terms of what else you need to know about me as a community. My identity, what I what I believe about me and what I've chosen to express to you as my identity whether you understand my process of how I got there, whether to you I look more male or female, um, whether I'm wearing a different color shirt that day, whether you look look at me and let's say I look like I look to you as too masculine to call myself female, that does not lie within your hands. To make that decision, that decision has already been made. And it was made by me. And I chose to express that to you. I'm not asking you a question. Mm. I'm not saying, I am this, is that okay with you? I'm saying this is who I am. And your next response is, nice to meet you, or Mm. whatever else, you know, And that that's really kind of where I think, the first and foremost, you know, because when we're talking about treatment, right, which is, I think, the the core of everything I think about, um, is how this actually translates in the treatment world when, thank God, we're no longer viewing, first of all, props, thank God, gratitude for the fact that we are no longer viewing being gay as a mental illness that is so long, hard fought, and it's not been that long at all since, you know, with all of us being on the planet, that is a new thing. Okay. But that's actually not in the diagnostic statistical manual anymore, as actually being a mental illness. But for as for me, my staff, anybody who would welcome an individual into the mental health addiction healing process. The first thing that I start with is whatever, whomever, an individual identifies as is what you go by. I don't care what they may look like to you.
0: And and I think that's the beauty of, of, of the greater increase in looking at pronouns. Is is that you know? It, it Right there, it gives you the opportunity to know how I am expressing myself, whether that be you know male, female, or, or whatever. it Doesn't matter. And, and so you know, I think that's why I just had a conversation on an, another podcast this morning because they're like, "What's the deal?" It's a straight gentleman. He's really cool, alive, open, but he's like, "What's the deal with the pronouns everywhere?" Because I you know, have a what? little Zoom thing, and and I'm like, "It's a great what? question. Thank you for asking." And we kind of went down that path, and I think it's a nice shortcut to get into that conversation.
3: Um. Look, I was going to say there was a when you were. I suppose we're talking about that need for the labels, and you were talking about that um, the gender identity and 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 a gender expression, um, and our needing to have those labels to tell people um I think that's something that's very personal for me and I I kind of get it and it it looks a little bit more about um what gender is as well and when you were talking about when I'm looking masculine and I'm looking feminine um and I am somebody and you look at me because nobody can see me on the podcast very eclectic
2: I'm (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm a
3: I'm a six foot tall. I'm a six foot tall um, man. I have blue and purple hair. I have nail polished. Um, normally, I'm wearing like mascara or eyeliner. I've got uh, an earring hanging off one ear, um, and uh, people don't know what's going on. <laughs> I confuse people, um, and so in that regard, I suppose it's <laughs> in, it's important that we have these labels because it gives people an ability to to understand, um, and I can be like, yeah, you know, like I'm just a gay man and they're like oh um because we have these societal understandings um of what gender is and gender essentially really is the social construct um and when you were talking before about masculine and feminine um and that's a thing that's breaking down um and we're starting to re-evaluate or re-understand what masculine and what feminine means because I look at myself and I go, you know what? I'm masculine because I, I I think that's what it is to me. And some people look and go, you got purple hair and you got no apologies. There's nothing masculine about you. <laughs> um, But I'm like, well, guess what? I'm a man and this is how I express my my manliness and this is who I am. I'm gender non-conforming, if you will, because this isn't how we look at people as being men or women because we Mm. expect the dresses and the long hair, we expect the short hair and the beard and I've got a beard as well and that just throws it all off. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So these labels essentially are are quite helpful Um, and there was a key word that was used before and that was safety Um, and they really make a safe place for people to be able to say, hey guys, this is this is me um, and I'm just helping you understand that and then and people can ask those questions. And I work with a lot of young people and at the high school that I um, work at, I have about 30 plus kids throughout the school attend our queer club. Um, so once a week, we've got them come along and um, we hang out at lunchtime and we talk queer stuff and um, the kids have sometimes got questions and I tell you what these kids are teaching me more um, than I'm teaching them sometimes. They're coming in and they're living in a world where at, you know, they're entering pubescence And they are going out on the internet and they're finding all the labels and they're they're actually getting this really clear understanding at this young age of like these are all of the little weird pieces of the jigsaw puzzle that, that make me up. Um, and I'm no longer just looking at the words like gay and lesbian, I'm going, oh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling this way and the other. These kids are coming and telling me you know, that I'm a, a, a demi pan, something, something, something. And I'm not even understanding them all um, because they're able to find these safe labels where they can actually be able to articulate the, the new things that they found about themselves and be able to put them forward and go, hey, this is me.
1: What you just said just, just hit me so hard. Because you said they're 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 coming up with these words, right? They're coming up with these definitions that you don't even understand. Oftentimes from the outside looking in, it's if you're gonna throw another another label at us, we were just coming to understand like cisgender, transgender, like non-binary. What are you talking about? And what I think what you just said is so important, which is we are looking for labels for safety because if we don't know and we're in a time of transition ourselves whatever that transition may be you know whether it's gender whether it's sexuality you know sex all of that we we have a human right to explore this life for everything that it's worth and within this community we're trying to figure out as allies and also as those experiencing and walking the walk, we may not even have words to identify ourselves yet, but when we're looking for them, it sounds like what you're saying, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, I couldn't, especially with that gorgeous accent. Um, (laughs) But what I will say is that I think it's so important to understand from the perspective that you just gave, that while we are looking for words that even you from within you know, your own search, your own, your own, you know, path, your own journey, that you're going, they're doing words to me, I don't even understand. The frustration with that is, why are you giving me so much to wrap my head around to, to understand you and identify you? Like, it feels like you're, it feels like you've got these walls up. And when I hear from this perspective that you just gave, what it sounds like is, no, I'm just in a process of self-discovery, and I'm looking for something that I can call myself that I can identify with because if I can't identify me, then I don't feel safe in the world
3: mm. because I'm,
1: and- I think that's real.
3: Yeah, look, I, and I had this this brilliant moment at work one day, um, and it really summed up this this whole thing that we're talking about. Um, is I because I, I'm at school like this, I, I look like this at school, which I love.
1: Thank uh, I've
3: got I've got a fantastic principal, um, and I was coming through the office one day, and I moved at a million miles a minute, and so did she. And you know, there's parents coming in, um, and I just kind of stopped, and I was having a conversation with with somebody, and I was near this parent, and the principal was there, um, and the the parent looked at me, and there was. The look, just you know, the look of like the what's going on here. Yeah. What? who is this man? Is this a teacher? What is going on? And and the principal just turned and she she's such an exceptional woman in that I've been helping educate her in terms of understanding labels and people and things. And I hadn't even heard, given her this one. Um, and uh, she was just having a casual conversation. With, you know, this is our school. We do this. We do this. We do this. Uh, and she saw the look and then she looked at me and she's like, and this is Michael. He's my gender non-conforming teacher and he is absolutely fantastic. You'll love him. And she just, off she went and I just went, that's, that's it. That's just <laughs> perfect. Um, it was just such an easy thing. And it just rolled off the tongue and it provided an explanation that took that look out of the eyes. Um, it put me in a safe place where I was like, this person gets me and she understands me. Um, and it, you know, now somebody else has an understanding as well and we can move forward from there. And that was really great for me in terms of labels and understanding That's and awesome. safety.
1: And then congratulations to your principal But also congratulations for just two human beings that have a relationship that went on to educate so many other people in just the ease with which that rolls off her tongue because she took the time to understand and to learn what she didn't know.
2: I guess what's coming up for me here um, with what Michael said and 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 how he expresses himself is that he is di- walking the talk. Basically, he is that that full unique expression of himself. And I've known Michael for quite some time, and he never used to look like this. Can I just say um, he's really <laughs> he's outwardly? In the world. <laughs> yes, he's he's <laughs> really outwardly expressing himself now in comparison to when I first met him. So um, it's I've seen that development in him, and I've also done the same. Like I've, I'm not hiding who I am anymore, so we're authentically being ourselves and expressing ourselves um, how we see fit, and it's nobody else's place to judge how that looks, how that feels for them, because it's none of their business. Thank you for tuning in to Get Real with Dr. Ronay. If you've loved the show and would like to experience coaching with coaches like Dr. Ronay or Bindi through Live Treatment Concierge Services, visit LiveTreatmentVIP.com.
0: Electric Ast-
1: Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert.
3: And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound.